I don't know how your volume is. Do you think it's good? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't change anything. It should be the same. Oh, yeah. I was going to have you try that, but we never uh, had that discussion. I was going to tell you to change your mic setting. We go over this all the time. Yeah. I think you should change it to that mic. You should change to the circle. That's just me, though. All right. There you go. How's that? Oh, I don't know. I'll be able to hear it differently when uh, we're done with the episode. But how are you, Menace? Yeah, I guess. All right. Stan thinks he knows what it is. Ooh, okay. How are you, Menace? Yeah, Aljo said he'll be here in like uh, two or three minutes. I like that about you. But yeah. Episode 121, Menace and the Man. How are you, Menace? I mean, this is a pre-recorded episode, but I've been better. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I I fell down and made a bivvle on my bike. So it's pre-recorded. What do you mean pre-recorded? My lady got COVID. So right now I've been quarantined. Well. So what do you mean by pre-recorded? Pre-recorded would mean that it was already recorded. Now we're uploading it. He Okay. He menace fell off his bike earlier. Did you hit your head? This is pre-recorded. I mean, good thing I have a helmet on. You're yes. saying it's pre-recorded again. What does that mean? What do you? What is your definition of pre-recorded? Like we're recording this today. Hang on, what's today's date? Let me real quick. Today is um. I think today's like the. What's today? Twenty. Yep. <laughs> Is it twenty seventh? I think. Uh, yeah, today's September twenty seventh. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know why you're going over the date, but anyway. Um, it's good to see you, Menace. That's when this happened. I just want people to know when I fell off my bike and made a boo boo. Look at this! Bang! All the way up here, I might fall. Ah! Whoa, it's getting wobbly. It's getting wobbly. Yeah, I'm in my underwear. New podcasting. What is this? You Can fell off it? you fell off your exercise bike. No. Today is September twenty-seventh. I was at Meadowlark. I was with this guy, he's a pretty good mountain biker. And he's like, dude, I watched him hit this jump. It's like four feet, four and a half feet high. I'm like, what? Anything above my belly button, I get really weird about. I don't know. My body just can't handle it. And he's like, just follow me. I'm like, okay. So I'm matching his speed, probably going faster. It's not a double where a double jump is like a jump, nothing, another jump. So a double means you got to clear the jump and go over the other jump. It's a tabletop. It means there's a jump, flat, flat, end of the jump. I thought it was a double, and I didn't want to do, like, let's say this is one jump, this is another jump. I didn't want to do this and go face versus this one. So I went in hot. Bro. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. I went over the jump. The fucking lip of this jump kicked my ass out like this. So now I'm going down the other end doing an endo. I'm on only my front tires. Um, And then when the jump ended, I just fucking ate shit. I showed you my boo-boos. Good thing I had them on, but... Yes. When you were speaking to me earlier about your adventures or telling me the story, I was like, oh, my God. He was on his... I thought you were on your motorcycle with I your... I do have a motorcycle. I do have a hog. I thought you were on your motorcycle with your biker gang. So you were telling me... one thing. If you're going to date Jessica so, I, you have to be able to ride a motorcycle. Is Remember that, that? Is that what you're going for? No, I'm just... You're just making yourself available to a bride or no, wedding. I've got, got a girlfriend, dude. It was a joke. But For the other guys. The story you were telling me, you were telling me you were making jumps and stuff. My whole time, I'm thinking you're riding your motorcycle. Yeah. So when you started telling me jumps, I'm like, 
damn, he's doing like evil Knievel shit. Like he's jumping. What, who's he hanging out with? Like, I, cause you show, you sent me the thing the, the other day of the quads and all the bikers. Oh yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's riding. That's what he's doing for riding. Okay, that was last night, the 26th. You know, you got the Puerto Rican in you. I thought you were full blown biker boy to where riding to you is now when you're riding on your motorcycle, not yeah, riding. I ride. I'm a, like, dude, growing up, I was a big four wheeler guy. Big a lot of four-wheeling. Okay. Now I got motorcycles, mountain bikes. I'm a two-wheel guy. You used to be a quadder, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Who had quads? AB? Yeah, my dad bought uh, me and my younger brother one. Me and my younger brother uh, quad, and then he had one as well. So we have not had a show in like two weeks maybe that since, yeah. the, Heck, since the Heck the Lombard episode. And yeah. And very talkable points happened. We'll see how many we can get to. We want to keep a short episode, but pick one. So we can go UFC real quick. Ooh, so we can either go Connor, Megan Fox, that whole debacle. Go right there. Go right there. So first off, people were – Connor would have – with a broken leg probably beat the shit out of him. Yes, indefinitely. I I mean the fact – well – you ever been, maybe not you, or I guess anything. Like, for example, today I'm on my mountain bike. I'm in the air. I'm just like, hopefully nothing breaks. I mean, I didn't go like, like, I just like, that is probably, like, when things hit the fucking fan, sometimes people just go like, blank, like. Well, we were talking about it. No, there's no thought process. They just like kind of lock up, like. That's probably what happened to Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, so you think Machine Gun Kelly? Hmm? Like the fact that he stood, like a lot of people, like, oh my God, he stood his ground. He thinks he has a chance of coming. I think he went like, oh my God, this is real. He just went like, and the people were like, oh my God, he stood his ground. Like, Even no, I think my man got locked up. Okay. Even like it's funny this broken leg, Connor. He looks thicker, right? Like yeah. He's playing the role of the Bond villain. I think something <laughs> happened with Megan Fox in the past. I've said this to you before. Yeah, go read, read. I mean, so I said it, right? I was like, I don't think, I think Megan Fox is totally infatuated with M- Machine Gun Kelly and like really loves him. And then you went the, I think Connor hooked up with so-and-so. Yeah. Who, who, so-and-so? No, um, Rita Ora. Right. And then I went, you know what? Conor McGregor definitely has more followers than Rita, right? Rita Ora, though, is huge. So Rita Ora is bigger than Machine Gun Kelly and is bigger than... Is it bigger than both of them combined? Rita Ora might be. Yeah. Rita Ora, um, we're going to go off Instagram followers, right? We'll say Instagram. Rita Ora's got 16 million. Wow. And what's her gen- – is she like uh- – A singer. Oh, no, no. Never mind. Megan Fox has a lot. Megan Fox got $16 million as well. Megan Fox is bigger than I thought. Okay. But Megan Fox – Is Megan Fox bigger than Machine Gun Kelly? Yes. And then Machine Gun Kelly's Actually, got – Actually, on Instagram, girls But are- here. So if we're going to go Machine Gun Kelly with the, with the $9 million, Megan Fox with the $16.7 million, and then you just go Connor. Connor's got forty two point five. Damn. Now, I wonder. Like I was, I, you know, I, I mean, you spoke to me this earlier. Like you've been in a room with a celebrity figure or someone who has a lot of money. You just like can feel it. Yes. You know, I wonder if that's how it is for people that are on that next level. When so, Connor walks in, how much I've come through. Uh, yes, I said, yes, mommy, indeed. All right, ma- I'm, I'm about to do it. I'm about to do the interview right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Rebecca, that with you? No, she's in New York. Oh, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right Bye, Bye. Love it. Whoa, you're like that was real Jamaican right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what's so crazy? So like you, uh, my buddy Usman, right? So like I, 
No, I knew you before I knew Usman. No. I think I knew Usman before I knew you. Yeah? No. Yeah, no, no, because, dude, I was only in New York for, like, maybe three weeks before I went on the show. Well, I was I was oh, there wow. when yeah. Gregor was a uh, Gregor didn't even have any fights yet at uh, Lindenhurst. Yeah, that was yeah. No, no, no. I was only in. I like just met Ryan. Yo, I'm going on Ultimate Fighter. I met. I worked with Keith for like two weeks, and then I feel like I met for the show. That. And Usman was one of the coaches. Yeah, I feel like I met you before that. I I do feel like we well through the wrestling community maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Well, no. What would it have been there? Dennis would have been like a senior while Aljamain was a freshman, right? Uh, 07, 08. First year in college. Yeah. All right. Because I fucked with the mute button real quick. Anyways, uh, what I was saying was, so Usman the whole time on the show, I'm like, okay, this is just like an average dude, like born in the United States type deal. And then he like starts making it big in the UFC and this like uh, African pride thing came out. I'm like, bro, dude, like you don't, what do you mean? Like, I feel like you're, that ain't you. And then I'm like, oh shit. Like as he just keeps doing it, as you see more and more, I'm like, dude, that's him. And then with you just now with your mom talking, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I was really like Jamaican, Jamaican. Yeah, people think I'm like a poser. I'm like, dude, you guys, I grew up in a Jamaican household, not an American household. I grew up in an American I say that because I am a poser. You are? Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. I was coming out of the border. I didn't have the Puerto Rican flag on my, I didn't come out with the Puerto Rican flag, but like the town tapes, I was like, dude. And this is what changed my mind was Conor McGregor fought against Chad Mendes, right? In Vegas, people were booing Chad Mendez, and the crowd went insane for Conor. I'm like, dude, what? Americans are so fucking like, they don't give a shit. Yeah, it's a great country, but we are, when it comes to fans, like, and I get it. They say, like, we like who we like. I'm like, I get it, but you guys, I feel like Americans don't cheer for their own. It's so weird. Yes. So, so my mindset with that was like, dude, there's not a bunch of Puerican fighters. Let me just start flying the Puerican flag and let me just get everybody who's a Puerican like, yo, what? Yeah. Don't they? Like, that's my guy. <laughs> it's not a bad plan, I'll tell you that. And I thought you were on the same ticket, but like, hang on, real quick. I'm like, holy shit. No. Legit. Damn. Legit. Legit. I need to. I need to say I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, Aljamain, welcome back to Menace and the Man, the champ. Oh, the champ. So even there, Aljamain, I watched the fight right before earlier today. You threw uh-huh. the belt down after the fight. Yes. So even here, like, I know you caught me and Dennis were talking about how much flack you have caught being the champion now, like. Where are you at right now with that? Like, are, is Aljamain Sterling the champ? Like, you feel like you're the champ, right? I mean, I am the champ, but um, on a, on a, in a sense of, like, the rankings, you look at the UFC website, I'm the champ. I'm, I'm the guy holding the belt at the top of the weight class, you know? Um, but a sense of feeling like the champ, I, I do feel like the champ based on the track record I've had just to get to the title shot. I fought the highest ranked guy for a number one contender fight that everyone consensively said from the media to the fans said should have been for the vacant title. Myself versus Corey Sanhagen. Yeah. Ranked higher than Jose Aldo and Pideon. Jose Aldo coming off of a split decision loss. Pideon beating a guy that I beat and then beating Uriah Faber and got a title shot after I beat Pedro Munoz. Then I beat a, a guy who was, you know what I mean? So it's like, it didn't make sense. So in the people's eyes, that was the real bantamweight title fight. And I won. I won with flying colors. Was on fire that day. Killed the man. Um, put him to sleep. And have one hiccup and then all of a sudden people forget what I've done. So in my mind, I had one bad performance and Jan messed up and uh, I retained my title. 
Oh, <laughs> one million percent. You fought a way tougher road to a title than Peter Young, for sure. Yeah. I'm not even. Not, like, listen, me and your buddies and shit like that, but like, all getting aside, like, you fought complete animals. And real quick, I'm gonna sit here and throw out like, I didn't actually watch the whole thing between uh, you and Peter Young, and then I watched. Um, like some highlights, and I was like, "Oh, off the highlight I saw, oh, Alexman was having a tough time and took the easy way out." And then Stan was like, "Bro, you didn't see the fight." Yeah, this is often just a highlight. I, again, I didn't see the fight. Bro, I don't know what was happening in that um, fight. The commentary too was the commentary was disgusting. Disgusting, like not even that. Where you know, I know Aljamain. Like, I was just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, they kept saying you were um, forcing things. You didn't look your best, but even they were like, he's like pressing, he's forcing things. I was like, all I see is Aljamain stalking him, making him work, like doing what you would need to do to actually beat Peter Yan, stay in his face, not have him, you know, lead the dance. Yeah. And I guess the way I break that fight down, not my best day. And, um, I went from having a beautiful morning shakeout, 20 minutes hard, and then I eat two pancakes, two eggs, and people laugh at me for even saying this because it sounds ridiculous, but I literally ate two pancakes and two eggs before a world title fight, 10.30 in the morning, 4 to 8.30, and ate nothing in between. Zero in between that. Hang on. I've seen this in the interviews. You're insane for that. What happened? It's the most idiotic thing I think I've ever done in my entire athletic career. I mean, I've eaten pizza before the county finals, and shit the bed because I couldn't even move because of how much pizza I ate and I just felt like grease was in my stomach. And I, You know, I've made mistakes in my career and I've learned. You would think that I would have known better not to do that competing as long as I have, um, just knowing that you need some fuel for the, for the body and to have such a great training camp go to complete shit because of one bad mistake in terms of judgment and how much food I, I needed to intake. I normally don't eat a lot. Um, on fight day, but I have one big breakfast. But because of COVID, I know exactly what this like. Yeah, and because of COVID, we we're, we haven't been able to leave the hotel room to go eat food or have an all you can eat buffet at the hotel that we're staying at. And things have just been really different. So I kind of made a little bit of a mistake, not a big mistake. And to go from what I did in the morning shakeout to what I did at night was just atrocious, in my opinion, of like just my skill set, my abilities, and what I just did a couple of hours before that, but to do that in the morning and then wait that long to not even eat. And uh, I didn't, you know, I miscalculated the time I was fighting. I miscalculated how much uh, food I needed to put back into my body after a hard workout like that. And I just couldn't recover in between. And I felt fatigued, I felt sluggish and it showed, you know. Now um, real quick, Aljamain, a lot of people have been attacking you. A lot of people like, the medicine man, not because we know you, like, we're, like, fully out of your squat. I'm sparred with you, and, like, yo, I was telling Stan earlier, remember the one time we sparred, and I was like, yo, like, good rounds, and I instantly went to the bag, and you were like, we just killed each other. Like, you good, bro? Like, in my head, I was like, dude, Alexander just beat me. Like, the weight class is below me. Like, what the fuck? And, like, you were like, yeah, like, you were like, yo, like, um, like you're happy? I'm like, yo, like, Fuck this guy. Like, I was like, like, you are very, very good. And now, Stan, now, again, Stan, go over the fight how you I saw I don't it. get, exactly I was saying to Dennis, it. I don't get how the narrative changed to that the fight was so one-sided and Aljamain needed a way out, so he took an illegal knee and then put on an acting performance. This is what people say. I've seen it. Like, Aljamain's getting this. Put on an acting performance to get a DQ. I rewatched that fight again today. I remember watching it the first time and being like, oh, I think that's 2-2, you know, right now, as that second round was winding down. And then Aljamain started taking the second half of the fourth round, shoots him for the takedown, winds up with Jan holding his head down. The referee says downed. The corner starts screaming, punches only. Peter Jan goes, yells something. What did he yell, Aljo? Was it English or he yelled something like so something in Russian and one coach, the other Russian coach said, um, well, one was the American top team guy, pa- uh, Pamba or Pamba. Parampina. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
begins with a P, something with a P, but he told him punches. The other idiotic coach told him kick. And Khabib confirmed it to Dana White. And it was seconds before he decided to throw it. And then he did he threw it after being warned, after being warned in the back room. It doesn't get any more black and white than that. The guy I felt like the guy had me hurt and he knew I was pretty much um on my last few legs in, in that fight and he was trying to make a statement. I thought I think he really thought he could just damage me and get away with it. And it backfired on him. That's what I intention that's what I wholeheartedly think. I think he intentionally threw that. And people say it's an accident. I'm like you don't make an accident. You don't have accidents like that at the highest stage in a world title fight. You could talk about John Jones and Anthony Smith. One yeah. looks like one looks like the guy is coming up, and the other is the guy is clearly down. It's it's a completely different scenario where you're warned by the ref, you've done dirty things in other fights. And you try to get away with it. So whether he wants to admit it or not, he can say whatever the fuck he wants to say. I really don't give a shit. I know the guy, there was bad blood and he wanted to put a stamp on it. And I think he really thought he was going to get away with it. And um, And one of the cleanest knees that he could have landed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And to not to the chin, to right here. Yeah. Right? It hit you in the temple. I, yeah, I mean, it, it hit me to the temple, and the worst part about it was I didn't see it coming. Yeah, you were not expecting that, bro. Like, yeah, you can't brace for that. You can't. When yeah. I saw people start saying that you were acting or you could have went on with the knee, you could have probably fought more two, three minutes, five minutes later when you were up and they were doing the announcement. You seemed like you were a little more coherent than when you were on the mat. Initially, though... I saw you like try to immediately get up and menace me. No one that has ever trained and been hit in the temple with a clean shot was like Al Jermaine is faking right now. He's putting on an act or you were yeah. not even there. Like yeah, not yeah. even there. Those guys are all professionals. They've all competed at the highest level. They all have taken illegal shots like that, blatant illegal shots. And uh, they've all continued to fight. So From uh, Peter Yan, from this guy who's number one, number two in the world, you know, like – and even that fight, dog fight. Like, I don't know how the narrative changed to Aljamain was getting his ass kicked. First round, you won. If you take out the right hand that he landed, and even there, I said to Menace, I'm like, I asked him before we had you on, have you ever rocked Aljamain in sparring? And he was like, I don't think so. Like, you know, and I started saying, Aljamain does kind of like a zombie mode. Like, I've seen you, other than the Mariah's knee, which obviously caught you, the yeah. the illegal knee from Jan... You've never been rocked. Have you ever been rocked in a fight? Um, rocked where I'm like getting the spins or like that buzzing. Rocked. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah. so many times. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'd almost say Aljamain. Oh, like I'm still stand. Like, and I'm, I'm like, because again, Aljamain, me and you've done, I don't know, definitely over five sparring sessions together, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. over there working. I'm like, I'm very aggressive. You're backing up, backing up, backing up. I'm like, I'm going to fight. So I like start pushing forward and then bang, I fall right to the trap of a takedown or a fucking right or a kick. I'm like, Oh, and like, it's not until after. And then I get up, get out. And then like, I get even more like, I didn't get this guy. He's beating me and I become more aggressive. And just, I fall into it again. I'm like, dude, this guy, it's not until like hours after sparring. I'm like, that's and here, Aljo, that's what Menace thought the fight was. And I was like, no. Aljamain, it was a mixture, if you will. More so, Aljamain walking Peter Yan down. Well, I saw, I watched the Sanhagen fight. I watched you go out there, put it on him. He came, then you backed up. He came in, takedown, strangulation. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think as that fight comes back up, if it comes back up, you versus Peter Yan, and people start rewatching that fight again, it's going to be like, oh, wait a minute. Watch it on mute or take out. I don't know why. DC is cool with you, I'm sure, and Joe Rogan. I don't know why the commentary, almost like they both fanboyed out on Peter Yan. Yeah, I think they, they were feeding off of each other. And I know both guys, like even Rogan texted me, I want to say two days ago and asking me about my neck and asking me about stem cells and, you know, just to check up on me. And I sent them a text back two days later today and just tell them thank you for checking. But um, 
DC too, I see him in person. We talk all the time. I just think it's uh, one of those things, heat of the moment. I don't know if they're being told to talk about it in their ear or something, or they're just super impressed by what he's doing and think like that's the best Aljamain Sterling. I'm like, those guys commentated my fight so much. You would think you would know the difference between a guy that looks like a shell of himself versus when he's on. Like, this guy looks like he's sharp tonight. Like, you've seen those performances where someone looks flat, where someone doesn't look like they're doing the things that, and it's not necessarily the other guys doing anything crazy because Yannam was just backing up. Yeah. But if you look, if you look at my punches, they're push punches. They have no pop on them. I'm like, Yannam's not doing that to me. That's clearly something else about the fighter and not the opponent, you know? So to be, you have to be a smart intellectual person to be able to decipher what you're looking at. And I can, I understand, um, why Joe might feel such a way, and then he's only kickboxing. I mean, he does jujitsu and stuff, but he's never done an MMA fight at a high level. And I know he's called a lot of fights, but I think when you compete, you should know a little bit better. And I was actually a little disappointed with DC, can't lie, because uh, I just thought he would have understood my game a little bit better. But I think maybe maybe I'm just um, naive for thinking that. I don't know. It's, I think if you watch my fights, wait, you, you did, know. Did the, you've called fights before now. Yeah, 100%. I think what people think, like, off people walking out or whatever, they're like, oh, this guy's going to win. So your commentary, like, kind of, unless it goes totally lopsided the other way, they go, whoa, this guy's winning. But, like, I, th- like, I think, right, for a lot of guys, like, I well, think. Well, yeah, bi- bias commentary. They found some type of bias yeah, where they were kind of right? like, oh, Peter Jan's technique and all these things. But so, Aljamain, did the, did the right hand hurt you in the first round? No, I caught him by surprise because he let me get off so much strikes that I really felt like I wasn't even fighting. It was like, I was like, yo, I might actually win this fight feeling as shitty as I feel. And that's actually crazy. And in my mind, I'm thinking I just have to, this is, so this was my game plan. Knowing how I felt, I go into the, I go into the fight and I go, all right, the ships have sailed. All the, all the boats have been burned. Like there's no turning back at this point. I got to make the walk. So knowing what I have to do, it's a five-round fight. If I can win the first three rounds and stole my ass off for the last 10, I'm a fucking world champion. This is the way my brain is thinking. So I'm like, don't think strategically, like, let's try to outpoint him and keep the rounds close. I go, you know what, man? Gas pedal and just dump it everything out and try to just scum him for the first three rounds. And if I could scum him and, and get it done and get these get this these first three Ws, secure the bag. I'm going home a champion because there's no way I'm getting put away by this guy. I just felt like no matter what, he hit me with his hardest shot. Deflated as I was, I felt like I was still going forward. I still ate his best shots. And um, normally I roll with a lot of punches and I don't get hit a lot. So that actually disappointed me because I, I took a, my strike differential went, it went down significantly because of that one fight. Yeah. So um, after that right hand, I just felt like, uh, okay, he dropped you, but it was more of a flash drop. It was like caught me, kind of like caught me square because I was just standing in front of him, flicking my jab. My feet were kind of together. He cracked me, and I fell down. I got right back up, and I was like, "Oh, caught me by surprise!" And, and I went right back, right back to walking him down. Yes, that's so, where I was. Like I said, to, I said to Menace, I was like, "He got hit." Like so, that first round, it's like he kind of got flashed. So it's how do you score that first round? At the end of the fight, Joe Rogan was shocked at that two judges gave you. Uh, or one judge gave you the first round. I was like, I actually thought he won that first round, even with Jan landing that shot. You landed those two big flying knees that actually landed. Peter Jan just ate them, you know? Yeah, and and one stumbled him back into the cage. So I'm like, if you're counting significant strikes and you're counting total strike count, he had the one drop that landed, the one right hand, and it was quick, came back, and I went after the guy. So you have to – I feel like you you kind of got to analyze how much damage – that drop those strikes do. Like if I catch you running in where your feet are all balanced and you get cracked and you fall down and it's not because I, I cracked you and hurt you, but it's more so you're off balancing. Like that's more aesthetics than it actually is the damage from the impact of a strike. And that's the type of things that I look for when I'm watching fights and not everyone does. They see, they just see, Oh, he dropped him. You fell. Oh, damn. That was crazy. Back to the hood shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, he rocked you. That was crazy. Like, that's how people score fights. It's the most bizarre thing. But you count the strikes. I think I outlanded him three to one or maybe even four to one in that in that first round. So Can you see me right now? Yeah. 
<laughs> You're like, uh, I was raising my hand. Um, so you fought numerous amounts of UFC fights, MMA fights, right? You fought for a title. Do you know how fights are scored? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, that's insane. We're fighting at the highest level. We have no idea what they're looking for. Bro, like, even... I've lost a fight off of... I got taken down one more time. Then I took him down, but I was struck in my six punches. Then I've lost a fight where I took the guy down six times to zero and got he outlined me by six punches. I'm like, even how they're refed. Brian Ortega, they were going to let him die the other night. Herb Dean was like, doctor, just pretty much shut the fuck up and let me get him right. And then he'll tell you the right thing. He was like, Dennis, I, you took one. You took two punches, Dennis. I got to stop this one. Like, I get it. Fighting's chaotic. Bro, well, hold on, Chris, Chris Weidman, we're going to let you take 57 unanswered punches in mount, and then we're going to let yeah. you come out the next round. That's like Herb Dean has a fucking questionable track record that yeah. he came out the other night and was like, we're going to make this fight a no contest. I'm not making it like, yo, if you, like what's the number? What should be the number of unanswered punches? We're like, yep. I don't think they're like this or like that there should be a number for like yep fight's over 40 i i think it depends on the impact of the strike and i think it depends on the response of the opponent if, if the opponent is covering up and this happened on the contender series last night um because i'm here in vegas i got to watch a lot the kid got dropped he, he immediately goes to his back he's in guard he covers up the kid starts teeing off and start wailing on him but all the shots, and they go to the replay, all the shots, as soon as he hits the ground, hits his form, it hits his elbow, which actually hurts if you punch somebody's elbow. You could actually split yeah, the whole yeah. hand open someone's elbow. And uh, form, elbow, and shoulder. Never once actually got through the guard, punched him in the face. Never once got through and punched him in the ear or whatever it was. Um, anything, like, significant. Then the kid pushes off the hip, turns to try to stand up. He might have had, like, five or six shots that were unanswered, big shots, but nothing that landed where it's like, yo, he's getting his head beaten in. You should stop the fight. And he goes to turn to get up. Herb Dean jumps in and stops the fight. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Last week, you you made a beautiful call telling Dan Mergliata, hey, the, the headbutt caused the knockdown, which caused the submission. So overturn. he didn't tell him overturn it, but he said, if you don't feel good about it, because Mergliata said, oh, well, he kept fighting, so maybe the headbutt wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Motherfucker, if you've been headbutted before and you go face first limp, how are you going to say you didn't think it was that bad? Stop the fight. Give the guy an opportunity to recover from an illegal, accidental blow. It's, it's, I feel like refereeing is a thankless job, but some stuff is just like, bro, come on. Seriously? Have you never felt what this feels like? It's it's pretty black and white that that impacts the fight, whether you like the it or not. The fat guy drinking beer has no idea. None. Zero. Dude, just being in, like, Sam, you fought before, but I don't know if it's the same as, because I fought amateur, and I've also fought in the UFC. Like, every step in the UFC, like, I'll do, I don't know if it's different for you, like, your steps feel numb. It's, like... Oh, my God. That's the craziest what you guys are doing at that level. Like, even for you, Aljamain, you didn't have the arena, but the eyes that were on that fight, like, the pressure. Like, I heard Jared actually say it. Shout out to Jared Gordon, who just won his fight recently. But he said, he's like, I don't know if I want to be champion and be Conor McGregor because the pressure that comes with that. Like, Aljamain is living that life right now. Like, the added everything. The added media. The added people doubting you and i don't know why you read the hate aljo i see that like i I listen to the weekly scrap aljamain gets into that you know what i mean yeah it doesn't it doesn't bother me in the sense of like um it's getting to me people think that oh you're insecure that's no you love it you love it yeah i'm like dude i respond to positive and negative comments and i'm here for the banter if i have time i'm gonna banter with you if it's a funny joke i'm gonna acknowledge it's funny and i can laugh at myself some of the stuff people say is funny but some of the stuff is just like, I think they actually believe what they say. And sometimes I'll I'll comment back and just like question the uh, stupidity. And I'll feed them just to kind of make them feel a little more stupid. Instead of like, 
some people actually try to educate them and try to let them understand if they come off in a reasonable way, you know, but some people can't be two things. You know? One, the homie, uh, um, fuck, the disciple, Dustin Pegg, he's on my, my season of the Open Fire. He's tuning in. He likes what's going on here. That's one. Uh, he's got a bare knuckle fight coming up soon, too. Uh, and two, like your teammate, uh, Ally Quinta, like he's gained so many fans with like fighting with them, right? With like, you know what? I fuck with you. Is that, that's a good thing, right? I think so. I mean, at the end of the day, we're people, man. And, um, to think that you could just say stuff to us and because we're athletes that we're not going to respond or that we shouldn't respond or we should respond a certain way. You can go New York turn. You know, I'm not going to get too crazy. I don't want to be cursing so much on you, you guys and stuff, you know? Oh, curse <laughs> it out. SMD, straight up New York shit. SMD, bro. Like, I don't know what you talking about, but people say some shit and I'm just like, yo, if you said this to me in front of my face, how do you think I respond? Like, seriously, do you think I'm just going to tuck my tail and, like, yo, we're from fucking New York, bro. Like, yo, that's a good line. I've done that entire too. Like, you know you wouldn't say this to my face because, like, yeah, you're a killer, I would. <laughs> well, a lot of times, we've, we've spoken about this. A lot of times people say that shit just to get the attention. And then when you respond yeah. back and you're like, oh, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't even think you were going to respond. Like, holy shit, you yeah. know? Which is actually hilarious. I'm like, bro, if you read my comments, you see that I do respond. Like, there might be a good chance that I respond to you today and I actually have time. Like, you don't have so to be real quick, I was mean, you, you do a lot. Like, and I think me and you on the same, like, wavelength, we're like, dude, we got to do something other than, like, be badass to, like, put ourselves to, right? Because followers and all that bullshit, somehow you get paid more, right? Yeah, yeah. You get the bigger fights, all that shit. We've done YouTube. We've done, you know, you got your podcast, you know, crap. Your YouTube channel's still going, right? I'm still doing it, yep. I took a Where little bit of a hit that, that, that fight, <laughs> but <laughs> it was expected. Oh, but even that. So smoked Corey Sanhagen. Like, Corey, great fighter. Can't say nothing in that fight. He's like, Aljamain got on my back and choked me. But even that Peter Yan fight... Two of the best. That was almost like, and I'll segue to that fight. That was like a Colby Usman type of fight. That was a dog fight. You versus Jan. Like yeah. that. If that was Aljamain on a bad day, Jan has something to look forward to in the rematch. You know. And I'm not taking anything away from Peter Jan. He's a killer. Yeah, he was. He was on, but everything he does well, he did the same exact thing that he did in the fight. And kudos to him. He showed up. He did his job, and that's what you're supposed to do. I and- fucked up. And that falls on me. I have to live with that mistake. I have to live with the performance. But at the end of the day, he he messed up even bigger by giving me an opportunity to actually show him what I can really do. And and like I've been saying before, man, he was kicking my ass. But if that's my worst day or my best day, if, if it was close to my worst day, what do you think is going to happen when I'm on? The guy's not going to be able to touch me. And if he does, it'd be like a couple of little shots here and there. It's a fight. Obviously, you get touched a little bit. But besides that... All the shots he was throwing, even as tired as I was, I was still slipping, still rolling with shots until I was a walking zombie in the fourth round and just stood there and just kept eating shots that I didn't need to eat. But any other time, when when do I sit in front of my opponent and allow him to take I said that to Menace, too, that you, Aljamain, I said you have a zombie mode. You were in zombie. You were taking his shots that I was like, yo, Aljamain's got a fucking, I know you always had a chin, but that fight showed me like, yo, Jan's putting everyone else down or away with these punches. And I'm not proud to to be wearing that because I, I, you know, I pride myself on being one of the least fit fighters, and you know, unfortunately, I took a lot of damage that fight. Um, but I was oh, just praying. <laughs> Yo, so many people would come like, dude, you could take a hit. I'm like, that's not what that's not what you. Do. you <laughs> well, just the, like I said, the narrative got so weird on that fight that people think the fight was so one sided. I'm like, that was a really competitive dog fight, like. But then you say that, and they said, oh, there were pity pat punches. I'm like, okay, here's where I stopped that stupid that stupidity. If those were pity pat punches, even though they, in my opinion, they were, if Jan was as fresh as he was, why didn't he just walk through those punches and put me down? Yeah. If he's that badass, why didn't Mr. No Mercy walk through my little pity pat arm punches and put me down? And even where, where Jan's a killer... Aljamain's a killer too and that's the story that I think has been lost like that was 
right now you could say because obviously the fighters of right now are the best than better than the old that's one and two Aljamain yeah. and Peter Jan that's the top they've already shown that they're better they're a little bit of level above the rest of the bantamweight class right now that's the championship elite right there so you're yeah. the man Aljo but who do you, who do you got in uh, Colby versus Usman uh, man I feel like Usman has gotten so much better and Colby only fought that one time right against Woodley uh, and I think uh, the difference is going to be the striking. I think Kobe's not going to have the opportunity to strike with him like he did the first time. So if he doesn't look to Russell to try to get Usman tired, I, I can't see how Kobe's winning. Yeah, but I think Usman wrestling to get people tired more. I think he's but so good there. The way I've never seen Aljamain have a cardio problem, but you slow down a little bit in the Yan fight, I've never seen Kobe have a cardio problem, but he slowed down in the Usman fight. That's true. But I think it was because it was a different style of fight for him. It was a lot more striking, and that's a different kind of conditioning. I'm not saying he wasn't conditioned for that, but it's a different type of strategy that he's used in the past where he breaks guys. He goes forward with the punches. It's not the, the meanest punch. It's not the hardest punches, but they're effective, efficient, gets him in tight. He takes guys down, and he just keeps that pressure, that up and down, up and down. It's hard to keep up with that, especially when you're trying to scramble with a guy like Kobe. And I think that was when they had like an unwritten agreement that they were just going to stand and punch each other in the face. Usman's a bigger guy. Usman ate him up with body shots, like good, like dig into his body. That's the Sanford thing, dude. Yeah. That's the size difference right there, you know? So, um, I guess he did that. Yeah. He he did a lot of that against uh, Diaz in that rematch. Are you are you scrapped for time? Can we steal you for longer, or you gotta get going? If you got places to go, that's fine. I just got topics I can throw at right now. No, I got like I got like five. No, I got. Can we go with Conor McGregor <laughs> and MDK with them? Let's go somewhere fun. Well, so so you have uh, you're going Usman. Usman wins that fight. Yeah. Everyone, check out the man. weekly scraps. Aljamain will do a breakdown of it. I'm a, I'm a Kobe Covington fan too, so. Um, uh, I know he. I think he said something after the fight when about Jan and him cheating and being a dirty fighter. But uh, you know, so I, I appreciate that. But uh, I just think this is a tough stylistic matchup with the new Usman that we're seeing versus the old one that wasn't as comfortable striking. This guy is a lot more comfortable striking. He's found a home with that jab and that one-two that he hit Masvidal with, and uh, I think he's only getting better. So I think Kobe's path to win is to grapple. And to be in his face and, and make it as up and down as he can to try to get Usman tired. And Usman right now is looking like a guy that's going to be hard to beat for a long time. Can I say what I like the most about Kobe Covington? Yep. Is he embraces, like, the villain. He, yeah. like, runs with it. I'm like, I, he's consistent, and I just like, like, that's a hard role to take on. Like, yeah, you guys hate me? Good. Fuck you. That's hard to do, like, as a human. It's a full-time job. I know. But a lot of people fuck with it, though, on the same token. Yeah. And the people that fuck with it are like ride or dies. I mean, Usman's like my homie homie, you know? So I can't change teams, but... <laughs> and Alfred, one, one of the, I think, your best attributes, seriously, that a lot of people don't do is you travel and train in so many different gyms almost like a wrestler like a true wrestler you that's and I said that too I I never liked it but I just knew I had to do it is going to places you're not comfortable and training yeah he comes along on May he doesn't train with us all the time but like oh what the fuck you know like we're cool but like this is a different person who might there's guys that are there every time that, like, he doesn't know and, like, might have his number, your own spot. Vegas, now you're in Vegas. How many different spots in Vegas are you trading at? Uh, two, three, <clears throat> four. And, like, you're getting, like, you're working with new guys. Like, dude, that's your – that's the best. It's, like – because if you go out there and fight someone, like – And you know what, Menace, from when you – Menace, when you had the ranking – you have a target on your back. Right now, Aljamain has that target oh on his God, back. He's got the biggest target. So where Aljamain's the like... same token. Aljamain. the same token. Wait, wait, Menace. You want, you want to go 50%? Right now, everybody's like, yo, you want to do like 50, 40, 50%? Everyone's like, oh, no, I'm going with Aljamain. I'm about to show Aljamain I'm a fucking champion, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. If 50% though, then he's, they're going 100. I'd imagine at the level you're at right now, Aljamain, you're picking your training partners a little more wisely. Oh, 100%. Even today I had to like tell a couple of guys, no, I'm at Extreme Couture. And today was a wrestling workout and I had a some big jack guy came over and I was like, dude, what do you weigh? I just said like, that was like the nicest way I could be like, no. <laughs> he came over like, what do you, uh, he's like, you want to go? I don't know. He didn't really speak English. And I just said, what do you weigh? And I looked at him and was like, yo, you have muscles on top of your muscles. I'm okay. Like, yeah. I, I have no ego. I have nothing to prove. And I have everything to lose. And, you know, so um, I don't need no more setbacks. I'm 32 years old. You know, I, I learned that it's good to go to a lot of different people. But and I tell this to Marab all the time. Stay within your weight class because Marab will go to the guy who's 200 plus pounds. Like, he doesn't give a shit. But sometimes Whoa, like, it, it, I used to do the same thing. But now I'm like, yo, I, it's just not worth it. Like the risk it's so much more than the reward of feeling like, oh yeah, I could beat up a big guy too. Like I know what I can do. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I don't need to prove it to nobody, you know? So um, I think that's the main thing people have to understand when they do travel and go to other gyms, like don't, don't feel, don't feel too, uh, too proud to say no. You know, I think no is a, is a more than enough answer and uh, you got to look out for number one, which is yourself, you know? Well, also on the same token, it's kind of like, yo dude, you got to prove yourself before you get to the big dog. Like I'm, I, I admit, I mean, listen, we all try to stay pretty humble, but on the same token, like, dude, like, you're an ant, like, I've never trained live with a girl, and that's not, that's no knock against girls, I mean, I went to Misha Tate one time, but I was, I didn't know who she was, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, trying to hold her, I was just like, kind of holding her out, I just, I was like, uh, I just, I didn't feel like I can't really work. Yeah, no, I know. Not, again, not knocking girls. There's probably girls out there that can beat me, but I'm just saying, like in general, if you're huge and like it's not realistic for me to go against you, why would I go against you? Like I would go against Will Flair sometimes if I needed a lefty, and that would suck. Usually, I know, I know. Especially at 145, everyone's long and and tall too. So it's like if I could give Will Flair good luck, I should be in great shape for this guy, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, fighting, so obviously like, so my manager said like, train like this, as the fight gets closer, you funnel in to the fight. No fight, train hard, whatever, and as you get closer to the fight, start fighting specific guys closer to your opponent, right? I I think so, and I I think so even for out of competition too, man, it's just, it's just not worth the risk, man. There's weight classes for a reason. I learned that the hard way a couple of times, you know, and a couple of times getting my neck cranked on by a bigger guy who's just squeezing with no technique, not even doing the submission the right way, but he's cranking on my neck, which was already bad, you know? So a lot of things that I could have avoided probably would have put me in a better place than today, but that's all hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So uh, you learn that you live and you learn. You know, I just try to pass on the knowledge to the younger guys and tell them like, yo, Sometimes it's okay to say no. And I even had a, had this conversation with one of our older guys who's one year younger than me. And I tell him like, hey man, you go with these bigger guys. And then the, kind of a fight broke out at the gym, a little bit of like a yelling match kind of thing. And and I was like, dude, you, you kind of do it to yourself though. You know, so we, we had that sit down and had to explain it. And of late, he's been really good with controlling himself and picking the guys that he's going with. And, the big guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not a big guy. He's my size too. Okay. And, uh, Morales brought a bunch of Georgians guys, a lot of Georgian fighters over now, or not fighters, but um, guys that train, judo guys. Uh, one guy that actually fights for Bellator who's super dangerous. Yeah, Vegas or Long Island? Uh, Long Island. And um, some of those guys I, I refuse to go with. They asked, they've been here for a couple months now, and they, I just refuse to go with them because they're just like, I, I get nothing out of this because they're so green, they're throwing spinning wheel kicks and crazy shit. And I'm just like, I got Marab to do that already. I don't need a bunch of other fighters trying to imitate Marab and don't really know what they're doing and throwing stuff the wrong way and, and just risk getting hurt. And sometimes you just got no one to say no. I actually rolled with a couple of them just recently because it was more controlled and I wasn't going hard. I was just more so sitting and pulling guard and letting them work a little bit. So that's more control than actually trying to spar or wrestle with somebody that doesn't move the right way. And they just, it's just a recipe for a disaster. Oh my God, too. That Aljamain gets shit because he had neck surgery and wrist surgery. Like people say like Aljamain's scared 
because he had wrist surgery. Aljamain's scared. That's why he had neck surgery. <laughs> they said I got the surgery after the fight to, to buy more time. I'm like, no, you idiots. I had atrophy in my tricep. I couldn't do push-ups, couldn't do pull-ups. I could barely hit the bag because I was getting numbing sensations in my arm. But you guys want me to fight. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. So when are And on the other side of the spectrum, let's say you, you push through it, you fought, and you're like, ow, I can't do this and this. That's an excuse why you lost. Yeah. Yeah. And no one likes that guy. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't give a shit, man. I've lost before. This is a part of the game. I just want to make sure I have a good performance. That's all I care about. And that's why I hate the last fight because it was a shitty performance. If Jan, I said Jan kick, was kicking my ass. Like, I have no problem saying that. I don't, I don't get, I don't lose sleep at night over that. I lose more sleep because I had a bad performance. If the guy was just better than me, okay, man, you're better than me. I got shit I need to work on, but I didn't feel like that that night. So that gives me confidence. You know, it gives me a lot of confidence. That's a good question too that I did have for you. What, you, you have a lot of takeaways from that fight, right? Even on a bad night, I saw it watching the fight. You did a lot of things that worked. Obviously, yeah. things didn't work, and some things were like you were like. Uh, I don't want to say goofy in the wrestling, but even like that one moment where you were just like, you, your takedowns, you weren't as sharp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at moments you were like falling over and shit, you know? Yeah, I stepped over on a single leg and I was like, wait, who put that banana peel there? Whoop. Banana peel <laughs> moments, yeah. Like your wrestling wasn't as sharp as I've always seen it. Now, again, credit to Jan, but you could see that that wasn't Aljamain's best performance that night. You could have grabbed a bum off the street that could have kicked my ass in that octagon. So... Everything Jan did, kicking my ankle, and then I'm falling over. And people really think his wrestling's that good because he kicked my ankle and I fell over like a fucking ton of like I looked like a piece of shit that night. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you want to count that as skill, then you're in for a rude awakening. That's it's as simple as that. And then when when it does happen, people are gonna be like, oh, maybe he was right, or maybe Aljamain was right this entire time. I said this about so many different fighters and. When it does happen and it's like, oh, they, you just have to know what you're looking at. And I think that's all it comes down to. I've trained with Dennis. I've trained with other wrestlers. I, I, No one takes me down like that. No one. And for that to happen like that and people saying, oh, he made the wrestle a little bit, he took him down, whatever, whatever times. I'm like, yeah, there's a reason for that. And if you guys really actually look at what you're – if you understand what you're looking at, you can tell, like, Something doesn't seem right with those takedowns. He's just falling all over the place. One time he kicked my, he just literally just tapped my ankle and I fell over. And I'm like, okay. This you, you love this, right? This whole like, oh, you suck. You like, like this. The, the, Bro, that's what I thought. Scary guy to motivate. Scary guy I to motivate. Love, like I love, I've always loved when people consider me the underdog. I would look at like, Fight odds, I'd be the favorite, but fuck. And I would brain fuck myself and be like, no, you're the underdog, dude. Like, work. Like, yeah. I was mean, this is like the, like, they couldn't give you more ammo to just crush it and just train and just every day in and out and just live it, right? Oh, 100%. And I feel like this has been the longest training camp of my life, man. Like, since the surgery, doing PT, crushing it twice a day, and then coming back. Um, and as soon as they announced the early fight, you know, I bring my ass back to Long Island trying to do training camp and shoot shoot my load right out of the gate. And I just, you know, just couldn't perform to, to do five rounds at this quite moment in time. And I'm going to be training this entire time pretty much until I actually fight, which might not be till next year. It's, it's the beginning of October, you know, so this has been a long training camp, but it's going to be, all be worth it in the end, man. But when I get my body to where it needs to be. Now I could go out and actually pick up where I left off and show everybody that I am who I say I am. And also, and, the internet has that fucked up way of giving a, a weird narrative. The narrative became Aljamain pulled out of the fight. The UFC doctor didn't clear you, right? The UFC doctor spoke to my surgeon, and they both agreed that I need more time for everything to heal up after the surgery. Six months is just way too soon after a major neck surgery like that. I had a whole, yeah. I got a titanium plate in my neck. Like people major think neck surgery. That's what people don't realize. Major neck surgery. Yeah, I didn't stub my toe. I didn't. I didn't. You know what I mean? So it's like when I hear some of these things, they make it sound like like I have like a bone bruise or some shit. <laughs> like it's, it's nothing like that. I gotta actually be careful with this thing that I don't get dumped on my head in a fight again. And 
by being paralyzed. Yeah, well, I'm fatigued in that first fight, and I'm super lazy when Jan gets my back. I'm I'm just relaxed. I'm so tired. I'm just trying to like catch my breath. I get picked up and dumped on my head. I don't know anyone who's ever picked me up and dumped me on my head like that. And in wrestling, of all the high level guys I've wrestled with, D1 guys, freaking RBY. Yeah, RBY. This fucking guy almost beat RBY. It doesn't happen. That's what I say. It's like it's so frustrating in that regards, but it's gonna make it so much sweeter when. I come back and, and just shut everybody up because I'm going to be so petty. So petty. So petty. I love it. I love it so much. Hey, on, when you're on Long Island on the weekends, if you need someone to run with, sit the song <laughs> with. What, t- what town are you in again? I'm in, I'm in Lindenhurst. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in uh, Mass Picos. I'm exit 28. You're like four towns over. So, yeah. Aljo, last thing before we get you out of here, you're a boxing guy, right? Uh, a little bit. Not too much, man. Back in the days, it's just Fury, like the well, Fury, Fury, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah we got man. Fury Wilder coming up, the trilogy. And that's always tough when a guy – I mean, I guess Deontay's only getting this fight because the first one was a draw. You know, he kind of lost mo- majority of the rounds in both fights. <laughs> yeah. So what's the question here? Does Deontay Wilder have a chance to – avenge that loss against Tyson Fury this weekend. I mean, De- Deontay Wilder always has a chance, man. That guy hates like a freaking I don't even know what to call it. Does he rep Jamaica? I don't think I don't think he's Jamaican. Oh, okay. I, I know of I think he might have been Haitian, might be Haitian. I I don't know. Uh, I would have to Yeah, I think you're right. If he's not Haitian then he's just American, but um I think he reps Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he has any like I mean, obviously we all got African American African descent, but in some shape or form but, um, even Stan, right? Even Stan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think that's a tough fight to call, man. But man, Wilder could put anybody out. He's got those super long ass arms. He's gifted with power. He might not be the most technical boxer, most prettiest boxer. Fury's got great feints, um, great jabs, and utilizes the body shots. And he does a good job of just keeping you confused and keeping you against the ropes when he's just like, he does this herky jerky thing where he's like, bop, 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 bop. And it's so clean, so smooth, so technical. I love watching him work. Um, he's going to outbox him again. I think Wilder's going to have to find a way to put him down. And this time, hopefully, he doesn't pull The Undertaker and sit right up at the 10th hour, you know, at the 11th hour. You know what I mean? Oh, that was amazing. I got a question. Yes, go. <laughs> Aljo, have you texted Dana like, yo, let me in on this commentary? No, nah, I've never done it. I probably should. Um, it can turn that bro. I yo so I I was gonna say why are you bringing this up, man? It's because you had that opportunity and you never followed I did, up. Did but it was like union, like secure benefits, like pension, <laughs> like every week money, or like I don't know what they would give me when they'd give it to me because like we spoke to um, Yves Edwards and he was commentating for UFC and was like. He wasn't getting all the bids, and it was just he's like, "Yeah, stop paying the bills." So that's why with the PFL. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. They got a lot of guys that they rotate in and out. I think they're trying to. Well, it's that, and also you're you're not East Coast. You're like middle, because I know like for them to fly you from New York to LA, they're like, eh, "Let's just get a guy who lives already in California." Well, they're doing it in Vegas now. Right, so now you could be like a like a guy that they don't have to pay for the flight. Yeah, I don't you know. You clean up ice. I would I would be interested in doing it like maybe once or twice. I like the desk work where we talk to the fighters or break down the fighters. Kick I, send the text. you you are one of the more analytical fighters, Aljo. I, I, send I, the text. I feel like I can okay. actually explain what people are looking at as opposed to just. Seeing some random shit sometimes. You, I can tell right now, talking. You've never thought of it, huh? You've only focused on fighting. I have. I just, I just think it's, a, it's a very time committed thing. Because if you do it, you want to do it right. You want to make sure you give the fighters a fair shake and talking about them in, in a fair form. Like sometimes I feel like the, the commentary can be so biased, and it's like, dude, I get that you guys want to promote a guy, but let the other person get some type of love. Like when you watch back the tape, I, I sometimes you want to just put it on mute because it's like. Yeah, I don't want to hear the guy yeah. pretty much bashing me the entire time. That sucks. Who wants to hear that? Yep. 
Yeah, like Aljamain when he fought Peter Yano was like as if he couldn't do anything right. Send the text, change the game, make money. (laughs) I like it. Have reasons to get nice night more suits. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. All right, Aljo, you're the man. Thank you so much for the time, brother. And uh, yeah, good luck in the recovery. You know, neck surgery is obviously always a big thing. Who did did the hospital for special surgery do the neck surgery as well? No, no, I did it out in uh, L.A. Doctor Robert Watkins Jr. The man, the guys, the guys, Doctor Robert. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I saw you with HSS fixed your wrist. That's who fixed my leg. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, they did the wrist for me. Yeah. The wrist is good now. Uh, not full range of motion, but um, which wrist was it again? My strong hand, my right hand. That's the oh, thing too that people. I would say in the menace, you only had that game probably went down a few notches, huh? I lost, I'd be uh, devastated. I lost some strength. I definitely lost some. Personally, strength. I'd be devastated. The J O the J O hand went down. I'd be like, you'd see my morale like <laughs> holding. Like, Dennis, you could like I just want a good J O. Without paying for it. <laughs> yeah, Menace had that hand injury and then got really depressed in life. I don't know what it's happened to him. Oh, it's rough. You don't realize how much you need your hands for. You kind of take it for granted. And then when you lose that mobility or the strength, you're like, yo, you feel almost like less of a man because like you have this stuff you just can't do anymore. Well, even that. Like, oh, I was, jar. Aljo, you're going through this tough injury string at the highest level. Like I was saying to Menace, you've only had, before the Peter Yan fight, you had that 88 seconds against Sanhagen. That was your first fight in like two years because of... Who wins that fight? Can we talk about that real quick? <laughs> yeah. He's fought both. Yeah. And then we'll let Well, here, go. I'm just saying, I've seen, because Aljamain, we were bringing him on the show, and I started looking at some of the things people are saying. He's catching a lot of flack. I don't think the actual story has been told. That he's at the highest level, he's coming off multiple surgeries, and he's still able to win and be competitive in these fights. Yeah. Tough guy to motivate. Like Peter Yan, great fighter too, but I think the next Aljamain that we see versus the winner of Yan versus Sanhagen is going to be you know, a better version that we've been seeing. I think so. But who fight? Who wins the fight? Who are you going to fight for the title? I think I'm having a rematch with Sanhagen. I wouldn't be surprised if Yan won. But I just think, like I said, I fought them both, and you. I look at the the track record, and if you look at the performances and the stylistic matchup, I think it's Sanhagen's fight to lose. I really do. Again, Sanhagen, just like you, fought more killers to get where he is than yeah. yeah. Footwork, his timing on those kill shots that are fight-ending shots, um, long, rangy. Good footwork, man, and I think you got a guy who just stands in front of you, good cardio. I, I don't know. I feel like the, Jan is just a, a guy who's very patient, and you can say he's accurate, but I mean, he's he has, a very mean guy. Like, I watch him throw strikes. I'm like, he just really wants to he, just... Yeah, he throws everything into it, but if a guy moves, even in those early rounds, he missed me so many times, and I think that tell that says a lot. I'm not saying, like, he didn't catch me a bunch, but, but Corey's a big guy. I mean, how does how does Corey movement stand against Giannis? I think very good. I mean, one uses footwork, cuts angles. The other guy just plots in front of you and just looks. Draw him in and the point type deal? Or? Honestly, I think Corey can look at the Aljamain fight and take things away from Aljamain versus Jan and be like, right there. Right there. Just pick him apart. Yeah, pick him apart. I, 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 in hindsight, if when I watch that fight over, I, I go – if I knew the fight would have went just like this, even the way I felt, I felt like I could have won just by making it a point fighting contest and just touching and going, touching and going, score, get out of there, score, get out of there. In hindsight, but whatever. I really don't think that he had a soul. Peter yeah. Yan. No. <laughs> I mean, he's probably killed people. He was like a hitman or a collector or something, wasn't he? No, Peter Young. Peter Young was a hitman or collector. Yeah, I'm that's what I just Corey. said. He's a he's got red hair. Oh, yeah. you're saying because he has red hair? I thought you were saying Peter Young didn't have a soul. They actually both might not. Sanhagen seems like the nicest guy in the world from the, the couple things I've seen of him. Have you looked at his eyes? His eyes are there's like I feel there's nothing in. <laughs> Aljamain, who's a nicer guy, Sanhagen or Young? Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, Ajime was like, fuck both those guys. I'm good on that. Yeah, we'll fight soon. Oh, why? Well, after, after, I wait. I my boys beating them both up, and I can't wait for it. Was Sanhagen talking after that fight? Uh, I don't know. What to be said? He's got his stuff. Whatever. Or did he comment on the on the stoppage, the beyond fight? He's he's talked, and I'm not saying he said anything bad. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. At the end of the day, he has to remember that I put him to sleep, and Jan has to remember that we're gonna fight again, and that's it. So, and here, wait, you want to know something funny too? I I screenshotted it when I was watching the fight, right when it happened. Who's the most violent guy in MMA? <sighs> Most violent guy in MMA? Yeah, oh, I thought you'd both be like Justin Gaethje, like right away. Justin Gaethje immediately commented, this fight, well, this call should never be on the fighter, plain and simple. With a shot like that, it's over. Talking about yeah. the illegal knee that Jan hit Aljamain with. This is coming from Justin Gaethje. Yeah, I read that, I read that later on. You know, Doc does his job, walks in, and it's over. Like, a foul's a foul, any way you look at it, so. Yeah, intentional at that, intentional. And again, big Peter Jan fan, bigger Aljamain fan. That fight, everyone, the narrative. Don't know why it changed into Aljamain was getting his ass kicked so bad. And even you saying it, Aljamain, it wasn't... You were beat up more, if you will, than other fights. But I didn't see Aljamain on his way out at any point in that fight. Yeah, everyone thinks I was I was going on my way to being finished. I'm like, good luck with that. The sequence that led to the illegal knee, you were starting to come on at the end of the fourth round. That yeah. started making the fourth round like, oh, this round can go either way. Yeah, I landed two head kicks right before that. And I was like, okay, maybe if I get him down this time, I can submit him. <laughs> so that's, that's all I was thinking. Like, I just got to win three rounds and I win the fight. Yeah. And, I, and the craziest thing to me was everyone, everyone yelled, Do, pr- down, don't throw the knee. And Peter Jan was like, knee, okay. <laughs> yeah, mind boggling. Yeah. But again, you're the man, Aljamain. We'll let him get out of here, man. As we kept him way yeah. longer. But uh, right. yeah, good luck with the recovery and everything, Aljamain. And we'll definitely catch you back soon. Yeah, if you're in Illinois, you want to ride bikes, you want to go for runs, you want to sit in saunas, holler at me. <laughs> All right, Menace is looking That's for some it. friends, Aljo. Well, I just need a reason. I need a why. Menace, <laughs> why are you working out? My boy needs work. <laughs> oh shit! Even that. Maybe we could throw that at Aljamain. Uh, Menace might need a partner for tag team jujitsu one day. All right. All that's, right. that's a nice little team. Right. Yeah, I don't like you. You didn't get excited at all. No, I'm down. I, I'm just got. I gotta run. <laughs> I gotta run. Yeah, right. we kept them way too long. Fine. All right. All right. All right. Later, fellas. Love you. Bye. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That Hear made, that, dude? That made you feel good. Loves me not here. He didn't want to say. I mean, I didn't say I love you, but usually people people usually Just, give you a hard bye-bye. time with that. That didn't happen today. Uh, well, me and him have, and we've talked about this before. When you punch someone in the face, love it, love uh, it's weird. Like, changes, like, your feelings for that person. Yeah. <laughs> and I've really tried to turn him back. Yeah, but let's get out of here. We went long episode, hour and seven. Where are we going? You don't talk to me anymore? No, I don't want to have a long episode. But they're going to do another one possibly Why? tomorrow with uh, Casey O'Neill. <clears throat> and maybe Algeria to get a little breakdown of uh, now that you're freed up a little bit. And I told you, bro, how about tomorrow? Tonight even. Well, I got you. Hit Linnea up and be like, Dana, I got two more days while I'm off from work. When am I getting you back on the show? This is a, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a pre-recorded episode. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's the weekend right now. All right. Anyway, hit him with your send-off, man. Well, see you later.